and welcome to Wires from the Deep, a Silo series podcast. Today is Saturday, June 10, 2023, and you're listening to Episode 9, Holston, We Have a Problem. I'm your host, Crystal, here with my co-host, Kelly. Hey, everyone. So last week, I had mentioned at the end of our episode that we'd be having a special guest, and that guest joining us today for our breakdown of Silo Episode 7, The Flame Keepers, is none other than author Hugh Howie, author of the Silo series. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for joining Thanks us. For so when we first started this podcast, Kelly and I mentioned that we had interviewed Hugh for the last show we did together and their cast. And we did that almost exactly 10 years ago. Like it was like 10 years ago to the day almost. <laughs> so it just worked out nicely that way. But yeah, we uh, talked about Ender's Game. We jinxed his movie adaptation and then subjected him to our silly podcast game called Pop Quiz Fart Eater. But uh, now, because we had so much fun with the quiz then, and because you're such a fan of your own show, uh, which is very Paul Billings of you, by the way, after the breakdown, we're going to be doing another quiz, and this one will be for Silo. So just warning you in advance. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fail it, I know. I took it yesterday, and I also was not really grandly successful. Crystal, so. <laughs> Crystal comes up with the hardest questions. I think, yeah, she doesn't know that she does either. Okay, but yeah, I, I, I did test it on three people, and they were like, this is really hard. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, but it has to be hard because he worked in the show, and I don't know what you wrote, so. <laughs> we'll see how he does. Yeah. Alrighty, so before we get to the breakdown, just a quick congratulations to you on what's been a very entertaining, mysterious bundle of fun. A lot of people seem to be picking up the books after seeing just the first few episodes, so it must be really great for you to have new book fans in addition to seeing some new show fans coming on board. That's been amazing. What's that been? Um, you know, it's one of the things you hope for when you get an adaptation like this is that you reach uh, a new audience because it it's not like I don't get paid more if the TV show does really well or if it does poorly. It's all the same. So uh, the only way it's like super beneficial is if the show draws in new readers. Yeah, I mean, the the, the subreddit, it hit 11K people yet this week. And your Facebook fan group is exploding. And there's just <laughs> lots of cool stories. And I, I see a lot of people saying on Reddit that they couldn't stand the suspense and you just bought the books and read them in like three days or something. <laughs> I love that. I think there'll be even more of that after the, the finale, because episode 10 is such a... The last two episodes have ended in, in such amazing, like, jaw-dropping moments, and it just continues until the end of the season. So I think whatever people are feeling right now, they're going to be feeling even more of it uh, a few weeks from now. Yeah, we only have three left, so... I have to ask you, I, I haven't read the book. I haven't read it. Do you recommend that I read the book after the season and then continue on. I think if the, there's a season the two people who are, yeah, the people who are, who are, who have not read the book, obviously a lot of them are loving the show because the show has been already has a bigger audience than the books did. Uh, there's already more people tuning into the show than have read the books, which is incredible. Um, yeah. But I, I will say the people who have read the books are loving this, like just to see everything from their imagination, realize to know some of what's coming um, to see that it's playing out a little differently. Like the this, this show has been phenomenal for fans of the series. I think, a, I think a great time to read the books is actually, you know, after this first season, cause you don't have to, you know, you have a whole year basically yeah. before yeah. a potential second season comes out. That's my plan. So stick with it. All right. So let's get to the episode breakdown. Um, so it opens with Gloria, like, I guess, picturing herself on a beach, which I wasn't expecting at all. Um, no, <laughs> no idea what was going on. 
But it was it was interesting watching it a second time because all of the things that she's doing in this imaginary scene are things that she talks about with Juliet later on when she's talking about the the ocean picture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was not a nice able. Touch. You realize if you go back and watch it that there's no sound. She doesn't know what breaking waves sound like, so it's just perfectly quiet. Yeah. But yeah, so then they, they <laughs> the nice scene with her imaginary child and her husband and everything. And then it goes to her in like long-term care. And Kelly and I had actually talked about nursing homes and like what maybe people with like advanced cases of the syndrome look like. And I don't know, is it is it possibly something like this, you think? They just drug them and leave them in a bed. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a really sad (laughs) and 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 you have to wonder like how long has she been kept this way because it's been three years since they interviewed Allison and she she put that idea in her head and possibly sent her Mm. outside kind of thing so that's a long time yeah it's been three years in that state if you go back to episode two I think it is could have been I think it might have been the end of episode one one or two. Um, Holston mentions that he rounded yeah, her up the and end of put episode her. One. It says two years yeah. later, and then like later on, it says just like George. Did. I think we've determined that. Yeah, because yeah, I think Holston says it's been three years. So yeah, so he grabbed. He basically put her straight into care from that moment. All right, so it takes us to Jules's apartment, and I wanted to mention that she keeps the file on George in her oven. I love that <laughs> she does that. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that is not a good place." I, I would, I would be the type of person who would forget that I put that there and then start cooking something. She doesn't seem the cooking type. She's not yeah. the cooking type. She, she burns eggs. Yeah. Yeah. But see, she, she might be the type to also forget that she put that in there and burn her, her George file. <laughs> anyway, like, um, and then like we go to her office in the sheriff's department, and she's just staring at the ceiling, and this really cracked me up because that. It just reminds me, she's like a state worker, right? And that's like what state state jobs are like. You just stare at your computer, you stare at the ceiling, you stare at your fan, you just wait for the time to go by. Thought that was a nice touch. But, um, and then her window behind her, because like last episode, Kelly, I had told you that. Yeah. Like, like the configuration, I thought that the, the windows for everybody's offices look out into the center of the silo, but hers looks like it goes out to a hallway. And it just seems like anybody could... It seems like anybody could okay. look at what she's looking at on her computer. <laughs> like, how are you supposed to alt tab hallway, and hide what you're doing? It's it's all part of the uh, the police department. But yeah, going back to her looking at the ceiling, if you look at her expression in that scene, we haven't seen her look like that in the show. She's always like yes. fixing something, and she's not asking questions or thinking about the bigger picture. Something that George has always been doing and trying to get her to do. And it's not until this episode that she starts thinking of beyond, like, who killed George and, you know, the fixing things. I think that her looking up at the ceiling like that is her thinking about the outside. Uh, yeah, and, she's just kind of really, daydreamy now that you mention it. Yeah, it's the first time. And it's, and it's aligning with her <laughs> spending time um, with Lucas for the first time and talking about the stars. Like, all these mm-hmm. – getting her out of the generator room gets her curiosity – focused on things beyond the silo and it's a turning point for, for everyone in the silo and that starts happening which she hadn't been interested in at all seemed like from the flashbacks like no. george like he, no, he was, she hasn't cared he was trying at all. to get her interested and she just was like yeah you know i'm just going to do my work down here <laughs> exactly i think holston had the same thing holston is very similar to juliet in that 
Allison was trying to get him to think about things beyond the, the rules in his work, and he wouldn't listen. And I think when he put Juliet in charge, that was him saying, this is putting my wife in charge. Like, I see right. in Juliet, you know, the things in Allison and her saying, like, if you listen to your wife, maybe she'd be alive right now. Like, I don't think Holston, yeah. the idea that he left breadcrumbs for her to find all this stuff, I don't think that's quite accurate. I think he just trusted if he put things in safe places and put her in charge, that she would either find the truth or blow up a, a terrible system. And that's all he cared about. So we, we actually called this episode, Holston, we have a problem because it's too long to call it. Holston, we have a problem with the way you leave clues. For <laughs> It, 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 it was it, never intended. Like he, he did not leave anything pointing her to that hard drive. Like he just put the hard drive in a place that, that he thought no one would ever find it. And really he left it with the last flame keeper. It was like, it was the only person right. that, you know, it, it could ever be with was Gloria. And so it wasn't like, you know, the Juliet did not follow like a series of steps. Cause I would put Holston in charge of the whole plot. And that's not how it worked out. Like, she finding George's ex-girlfriend, which is what led her to the book. That was old mm -hmm. Juliet. And uh, Holson didn't even know about that book. So it's not like he had all the pieces. If he did, he would have done it himself. All he knew was <laughs> that if anyone deserved to be in this place, it's Juliet. And that's much more interesting than he creates a puzzle box for her to, to solve. Like, then she's not her own character. She's not an agent of change. She's just Holston's tool, you know? So I've seen a lot of people online I, trying to figure out like how Holston led her down this. And that's not, you know, that would be a, an awful way to write this show. I think how, how Juliet found the hard drive has nothing to do with like the breadcrumbs that Holston left okay. behind. He just gave her the badge and it says truth. And that badge is she's been using that constantly to access things that no curious person should have access to. She should never have gotten that job. And that's why Bernard didn't want it. The judicial didn't want it. Uh, it's, I think it's why Johns and Holston wanted her for that job. They're sick of this system, you know? Mm -hmm. Speaking of the badge, I thought it was really funny that she went to long-term care and she's like, what do you mean I can't have access to Gloria? Look at this badge. And she like, forgot to put it on. It's like not there. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> Billings would never forget to put his badge on. Never. It also explains a previous scene where she's holding, she's wearing a badge, but she pulls that badge out. Yeah, um, she, she has her own, right? Yeah. So but she like, carries she, his. Yeah, for her, the badge her that pocket, she yeah. wears, she hasn't, not, she's not used to that really having authority. In that, in that previous scene, she's, she's begging on Holston's authority to get places. And I think that says a lot about her that she still doesn't think she belongs to be there. She's like, there because Holston says she can be. And then later she thinks, no, I belong here because of who I am, but then the badge isn't there. So when she's trying to take Gloria out for a walk so that she can try not talk to her, the the nurse there tells her that there's a judicial order to keep Gloria there in her room, I guess. And I guess that's Juliet's first clue. And I wasn't sure I understood how Juliet got came to the conclusion that she was being drugged and kept there. But I guess maybe that might have been cut. I don't know. But yeah, it might have been cut. Yeah. But I mean, she I, does. I think her just her state of mind. But and and probably there's a lot of in palliative care of just um, sedating people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, imagine what the end of life is like. What we go through with hospice here with our loved ones when they get really old. 
they probably have even less of a patience and less procedures there. So it's something that end of life, um, easing people out with drugs is probably a lot more common in the silo than we're used to. And we're already pretty used to it. You have to feed the farm. <laughs> yeah. So Billings is trying to contact Juliet because I guess there's something going on on level 26, but she turns her radio off because she's going to judicial to talk to Meadows. And then she's getting stopped by the secretary. And so I got to say, what is with the secretary sass in this silo, man? First it's Sandy, and then she's getting it from Meadows' secretary. <laughs> there must be like I some secretary. the kind of people they need at the front line, you know? <sighs> But, you know, I, I did used to be um, an executive assistant, and it's a miserable existence, so I can see why they're just kind of have attitude. Yeah. <laughs> but so Meadows is out sick with a cold, and I don't know why she did. She she looks suspicious, but it was funny because last week everybody had picked up on the fact that Meadows had said that she didn't feel good and that she was drinking something. and But then, yeah, so she but she has her spidey senses tingling, right? So... Wait, have we decided? To... Have we decided that she's the woman in the picture with Martha? Um, she's not. It looks so much like her. It does. Hmm. We've been wrong about okay. everything. Yeah, we were wrong about a lot. Last of week, I was every, we, everything I said was just. We haven't <laughs> met that character yet, but you you will by the end of this season. Hmm. Yeah, so there's that big brawl on 26. I guess somebody had trashed a bar, and then it got really out of control. Um, it was weird to me because I was really confused because I, I I've not I, I still don't understand law enforcement in the silo. Like it looked like there were just sheriffs, deputies there, but where were the judicial people? Like how come they can't call all those guys in black with like the, the sticks and things to come help them? Because it seemed like the judicial people in black were helping put out the fight in like the first episode. So yeah, I was confused. I think the the, de- the details there. The I don't think they care about the they care about fighting so much as the um, people handing out weapons. So, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Not, not to say too much, but like, I don't think judicial minds some, uh, some ruckus and they might have even, they might even help cause some of it. Yeah, that might be the ones like um, stoking some of those little flames here and there. Yeah, there's, you know, although, you, you got to keep people distracted, but not dangerous. Although, holy cow, that, that one lady there, she busted out a pipe and she started wailing on people. <laughs> So I feel she like was that must happen that. around there like more often than you think. Being stuck all together, there's alcohol, a bar level. <laughs> like so then um, Billings confronts Jules about neglecting her duties, and then she tells him that like she she busts out like why she's doing all of that because she thinks there's four connected murders and two cleanings, and I was confused by his he reaction. Doesn't really to care. That. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really care. I mean, I thought he would care more. You know, he he says. He's just like, okay, well, this is an excuse that you can use to do that investigation. But I thought he would be like mind blown, you know, like be like, what's going on? How can I help I, you kind of thing? I think he, it does change his attitude towards her immediately. Like there's something about her listing all that, that he says, you could use this relic to continue your investigation. Like he's been the whole time. He's like, he stopped lone wolfing. And when she tells him this theory, then he's like, this is how you can go lone wolf. So it does, um, you know, and he, he's not a he's not a huge reaction kind of guy, but yeah, it definitely does. derails his mindset towards her and their relationship. I think changed in that in that office, the two of them in that moment. Like he's yeah, kind of actually right. Okay, let's see where you let's see where you can take this. Yeah, because he does kind of calm down. He was pretty pretty like fired up about 
getting hit in the face and having to do all that without her. So I guess, yeah, that must have yeah, just calmed her, him down. She's not used so. to trusting people like and sharing anything with anybody. And for her to lay it all out for him like that was like only because of how he was responding to her. I feel like the, the but one thing the show is doing that the book didn't do uh, as well is this relationship between Juliet and, and Billings is like so much better in the show which helps, you know, explain a turn in the book better than the book does, I think. Yeah, me and Kelly are big fans of Paul, so I really like He's him. amazing, and his acting. Oh my gosh. He's, he Jesus, is, he's actually, really good. He comes across as so well, sincere. I, I fully believe his character. I, although I, 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 I'm still curious about his motivations, I still just really buy into his nice guy with good intentions act, so... Since you're yep. here, I'll Same. tell you I'm still really sad about John's. Oh, she was amazing. I love Geraldine James. Yeah. I love her a lot. She's such a phenomenal actor. I can go back and watch these <laughs> episodes over and over again just to spend more time with her. Yeah. All right, so the next scene is another one with Lucas in a cafeteria, and he makes his move, finally. He does. <laughs> it was kind of awkward, but yeah. It was a shooting star. <laughs> And then he revealed yeah. that he works for IT. I was waiting to see if he was going to... I, Because I, 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 Kelly is always accusing me of knowing everything. And I'm always like, no. no. She thinks I'm acting and like acting like ignorant. I don't know what's going to happen. But I, I, I've I only said her. that if you really know things, you're very good at pretending like you don't. I don't know what they changed for the show. That's all. Nor do I. <laughs> Yeah, so she she like like is clearly not ready for that. So she like fends him off, and she goes back to her room and just looks at the constellations. So she must know that they're. I mean, I'm assuming the book calls them stars. So she must know what they're called and a little bit about the history of the the ones that are in that book. So just I thought that was interesting because it's it's something that she knows that she can give to him, but she will probably withhold until she's ready. So. Did you guys get that the that George's name came from the book? No, did it? Yeah. So oh, the name, you know, the name of the book is like Georgia? Adventures in Georgia. Yeah. Oh, oh no! Okay. It didn't occur to me. Oh. Anyway, I think that's a cool, cool touch that. That is. Um, I don't think the I don't think the book touches on, but the with the show we got to make it visual. Okay, so next we see Jules going up to see Bernard, and. She stops and watches this like father daughter um, spending time together, and they're like throwing little paper like flying things off the stairs. Do not teach your kids you can throw things <laughs> off the stairs. I am telling you, they are going to kill someone. Only paper. You just have to teach them only paper. You have kids, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought that was interesting because um, she obviously has a rocky relationship with her dad. She seems to be looking at them with, I guess, kind of like longing. Like that's like what she th- what she didn't have, right? So I thought that was a nice little moment. Yeah, and those kids had each yeah. other. You know, she had a she had a younger brother that she lost. So mm-hmm. she, you know, grew up alone, and and got some of her growing up alone in the down deep. So she didn't have an innocent childhood like these kids did. It's very much a, um, a callback to the opening paragraphs of the first book in the series, where Holston is starting to think about how the silo wears you down and people that you lose. And meanwhile, the kids are still like innocent mm-hmm. and enjoying. It's like a playground for them. Um, yeah. And for the adults, it starts to feel like a prison. And I think 
Juliet had that kind of moment for herself in that scene. All right, so Jules goes to her meeting with Bernard, and it, this actually starts a series of meetings that I want to mention with each one, um, because there's something that, that each person that she meets with does that kind of paves the way toward her conclusion at the end. So she meets with Bernard, and he's like telling her about Meadows threatening to replace him. But there's like this point where he's whispering very intently, like he, like it, it's like the somebody's listening. So we got to talk quietly. So he he's the first person to do this. He's like scared for his servers, and he's hinting to her. But he's the first person to do this, and everybody after that does the same thing. So I thought that was a good way to show that that's how she—that's part of how she comes to the conclusion that she's being watched. In addition to the flowers, so. But then she says, "This this part I was a little confused about because she says that I mean he he's looking for something to keep Meadows walled in, so that he's he's telling her that she she has the power and that he needs something to keep her contained." And she says that she's been looking into something that might help him. But I don't really know what she meant by that. Like, is it is it this well, that she's keeping Gloria but, drugged thing? Yeah, I think yeah. she she thinks Judicial is the one uh, keeping Gloria drugged. And now she knows that they're doing that. And she knows why they're doing that. Or has a, a, a thought about why. And, it, okay. and she could use that as leverage on yeah, Meadows okay, so to leverage. say, like, look, you know, give me a little space or I'll tell people like you're drugging up our elders because you you know you're scared about what they're going to say she's also obviously relic obsessed um her house is full of them and you know Juliet could take a page of that book like rip it out and take just a page to Meadows and say I've got 20 more of this and they're with you know 20 20 other people like she if she thinks Meadows is you know upset about her now Juliet knows she can make her much more upset so I think in this episode, she's starting to feel like she's getting a lot of power over Meadows. She's seeing that she's basically an alcoholic who's calling in sick all the time. She's, you know, asleep behind the wheel, a judicial. And she's she's let Bernard know, hey, uh, I can I can outfox this woman. Yeah, so people were um, honing in, because I guess because when Gloria had mentioned earlier about, or did she mention later? Because uh, Gloria had mentioned at some point in the episode that they, they were drugging the water. So people were thinking that, oh, is, is Meadows, is the water already drugged? And is Meadows like <laughs> sick because she's not drinking the water? And is she depriving herself of some other things while not drinking the water? But I, I like when I was looking back at the episode, I think she's just, yeah, she's just drunk. <laughs> so, I think she's just drinking. Yeah. Yeah. She's just she, an alcoholic. She, she, and, she, and, and a lot of people who know alcoholism have really nailed this, like in on Reddit and Facebook and stuff, discussing this that just all the patterns um, when someone, especially like her not having authority, but being in a position of authority, being a figurehead, right. like the, the lack of self actualization, you know, she's just drinking herself into a stupor because she has mm. nothing else to do. Yeah, and and she's crying too. She's talking to Jules because Jules, at the at the point when she starts crying, Jules is really putting the pressure on her to mm-hmm. to to stop drugging Gloria, right? And I was confused at first about why she was crying, and people were debating about why she's crying. And it seemed pretty clear to me uh, after I watched it again that she's just crying because she she feels terrible about it, but she can't do anything to stop it. So exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and she's the second person. So this is the next meeting where she is also talking to Jules in a way that just is just very, they're listening. Right. And she's telling her about the they, the them, the whatever, the this other 
people, these other people above her. So, yeah, and remember at the end of episode six, George's ex was basically saying that she has the the pans on the wall, and she's like, they listen, you know. She's like, I don't know if these help, but that's the first time that someone mentions that they're besides the the, the helpers, the friends of the silo. We were trying to figure out last week if um, his ex was. She seems to just be getting like a lot of food deliveries. We were trying to figure out like if she's like homebound or in some kind of like you can't leave your house situation. Yeah, but not legally. I think she has some of what Walker has. Just the um, it's it's wild that some people's reactions to the trauma of the silos is a level of agoraphobia. We're even going out mm. in the, the central turtle in stairway. Yeah, yeah, it's like crawling into a hole, learned helplessness. But holy cow, there must be like a whole part of the cafeteria department that has to cater to like delivering food to people <laughs> at their homes yeah because even meadows yeah. like um i guess jules must have gone to go get something from the cafeteria and taken it to her and she was already expecting a delivery right so yeah it's like uber eats we have it everywhere now <laughs> yeah I, we were joking last week about how uh, martha probably has instacart so yes okay so next jules goes to see her dad and there were a couple of details that I found um, intriguing about when when he takes her inside her apartment. He like he sounds really apologetic about the state of his apartment, and like it was funny because he's like trying to clean up when she comes in. He like takes a dirty cup from the table and he almost puts it back in the cupboard before putting it back in the sink instead. So it, he just it made me think that you know like doctors don't seem to have a lot of status like you would expect them to in the silo. Because, yeah, his apartment's really small. It doesn't look, it looks very dark and dirty and drab. And I, and I don't know if it's just because he just doesn't take care of himself. You know, like, I'm sure a lot does, of people. I think he probably just works a lot and isn't home. And so it, he never learned how to do that stuff for himself, like, after Juliet left. Yeah. Like, With the, the size of your um, apartment, outside of a few, like, officials who get really nice places, like, you know, the mayor and sheriff and things like that where uh, most of it's determined by your family size so um mm-hmm. he's single you know and when julia left he had a he had an apartment that was designed for four people and so the shame there is more that um, he lost his family you know her yeah her seeing that he's alone that he has no one and yeah so that it's more of that than you know how much money a doctor should be making in this it's that Here's a guy who works in fertility who has nobody. He, but he, he does still have Jacob's toy on a shelf. I like that touch too. She yeah. noticed that. But he yeah. also talks like he knows people are listening, like even in his apartment. And then later on when they go to the nursery, he, he outright tells her they don't seem to listen here. So he, he he's well, like all these people seem to be well aware that everybody's listening and, mm-hmm. and you could just, yeah, you're being surveilled all the time. So. But um, but he he goes to get Gloria, and I thought uh, Jules's demeanor. She's like waiting in the nursery. <laughs> she and she 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 touches a baby. I thought it was funny. She like pokes it, and then she's like, "Oh shit!" because it starts like gurgling, I guess, and she backs away. <laughs> like, uh oh. <laughs> but yeah, then um, we see they fight over Gloria, and then they have. Jules has to help him deal with a seizure that she's having mm-hmm. and she flashes back to things happening with her little brother. And she gets really emotional. Um, we rarely see her emotional, but she was crying and stuff. So, And then she rejected him, like trying to comfort her too. So. Right. 
So that reinforces like how mad she still is at him. And we had we had you and me had talked before Kelly about how it, it just really seems like he just ignored her for like her entire life after she left. So it seemed like it definitely, yeah. That they had no contact when he said um that it's been a while or whatever he said. Yeah. But like the yeah, the real I like he, um I think he was he was reaching out for a while, but I think she was rejecting him. And it's one of those things where he gave up. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things where after a while you're just like, why try, right? So Yeah, I mean he came down yes. to see her after she ran away and he you know, he just he wants you to be happy, doesn't know how to make her happy. Yeah. So then Gloria reacts when she she had um sounded really happy to go see babies and she didn't recognize him when she was in her drug stupor, but once he wakes her up, she sees his face and she hears his voice and she like reacts to him really terribly. And like she starts spewing out all this stuff about him being her doctor and it's funny because Kelly, when we first met Dr. Nichols, she had, she had, Kelly had asked me, oh, is this the same creepy doctor that treated Allison? I was like, oh, no, no, that's a different doctor. But it turns, like turns out they're both good doctors. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, and, and then he, he looks really um, taken aback. Like he's surprised, I guess, that, you know, what he did. I, I guess that part was confusing to me too, but because do you think, being the guy who removes the birth control is like a specific job and he like moved I was wondering on if that's like, like the one thing he does you know that was just like moving birth control is what he did no he, he does a lot of stuff and he he does do that that job and he does what the silo tells him and I think that that's hinted at he tries to keep his head down and do what he's told and that's all that takes for like you know there's that famous quote for a lot of atrocities to take place it just requires good people to do nothing mm. Yeah, so and then Gloria reveals what the flame keepers are. And I had actually guessed this correctly in Discord, just for the record. I have to bring this up just because I was wrong about so many other things. I gotta hold on to the one thing I got right. But I, I had guessed that flame keepers are rebels who are who are like who are like passing relics on and stuff like that. So yeah, I finally got something right. <laughs> <laughs> but um her story is so sad because she yeah. gets prevented from having children she loses her husband she and then he he doesn't even acknowledge her later just i guess because i don't know he i don't know if it's too painful or he was just too scared to to acknowledge that he knew her um but yeah so i hadn't picked up on it the first time i watched it but she basically gave up being a flame keeper, right? So they put out her flame in that way, is that they they managed to kill her spirit, right? Yeah, she she had no one else to pass anything onto, so it was she just wanted to live in her stupor. There's a lot of themes about the escape. You know, the 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 people who go out to clean and want an escape in the outside, but you've got Judge Meadows who just escapes in her in drinking. You've got Walker. And George's ex, who don't leave the rooms. You've got mm-hmm. um, Gloria, who just wants to stay. And this is what, you know, anybody who has the tendency to ask questions and break laws, they, they, the silo destroys that spirit. And, and then other systems breed it out of you. So, but then, you know, there's a line in this episode where that curiosity that they can't breed out of us. Like, that's what the silo's up against, right? Like, is that an innate part of us? And that's the tension. 
and really the tension of this episode in particular. Yeah, so she says that she gave the book to George's mom and that she died soon after. That that mm. I thought was really interesting um, because I we don't know if like judicial had her killed or some or if something else happened i had thought maybe last week that maybe she was a cleaner outside because there's like three other cleaners other than the beckers outside uh one is a guy named brent i think that allison had mentioned to holston and so there's two other ones we don't know that we don't know who they are something else that gloria had said she mentions that she was surprised that hannah was allowed to have children so Mm. i wanted to talk about that with you kelly because there's a couple of things I thought could explain that. And one would, because I've been seeing a Reddit theory popping up lately about unsanctioned children. This started popping up a couple of weeks ago. And I didn't buy it at first. I was like, why? How, how would people like, you know, just be able to have kids? But I guess the, the theory is that people win a lottery and then they remove their birth control on their own. And then they have a kid under the cover of, oh, we won the lottery. We got lucky kind of thing. But the other thing that's possible for for Jules and her brother is that, I mean, their dad is a doctor. <laughs> Maybe he just took it out on his own, right? I feel like, I just feel like they regulate it so, like, they know who is allowed to, you know, have children or not. I just feel like even if they did do that, they would make it, um, you know, they would get rid of the baby or, you know, something awful. Yeah, I, I think Hugh is going to have to like pretend he ignorance because <laughs> he's seen the rest no, of the episodes. I, can, I think he knows. <laughs> no, I. But the, I don't. I don't know that they'll, they'll get back to this. But um, it just there's they're not a hundred percent on these things, you know. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so if just what you can see in someone's curiosity later in life, you might realize after they've had kids, you're like, oh, I'm surprised because you know what I mean. It's not a perfect system. Mm-hmm. So there was no conspiracy there. Like she had her birth control taken out. She was she won the lottery. She was allowed to have kids. And it's just, you know, as a flamekeeper, Gloria is able to like look at her and know her and mm. say, Wow, I'm surprised, you know? Like I know you be- better than the algorithm knows you and they missed one, basically. That's yeah. all that's all that's going on. There's nothing bigger there. It's just that she's telling Juliet, guess what? Like your mom was a lot like me and like Allison yeah. and like these other people, like George. And Julia didn't realize that. It's her first time she's realizing that her mom was, you know, one of these people who broke the broke the rules of the pact in order to ask questions. I think sometimes the people think thought- too, too deep some ways and not deep enough other ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, because like one other thing I thought was maybe the dad traded with the higher-ups and he was willing to do all the things that he did so that he could have his own kids. So, but that's where I was, that's where my brain was going. No, I mean, if, if, if she would have said your mom wasn't allowed to have kids and you have to figure out some way around it, but that's not, that's not what she's saying at all. She's just saying, I'm surprised that they would allow her to, I mean, she's even admitting they did allow her to do it. And I think she has mm-hmm. a better eye for who's a flame keeper than the algorithm. And she, that goes back to episode one. She saw that. And going to Allison, like she hears whispers. And so the flame keepers have, you know, a better job of recruiting their allies than the enemy has and preventing their allies. You know what I mean? Um, that's all it is. I, I don't think too, too deep about it. It's just that Gloria is better at recognizing this than the silo. I have to go back and tell them, Crystal, that they're wrong. <laughs> People can't wrong. be wrong on the internet. I mean, yeah, <laughs> let, let them, let them, let them be wrong. I'm just saying like, you know, the, 
the, the, the way to think about it is like, don't, don't always like make it a conspiracy and put the people in charge as having too much power. The good people have their own skills and abilities yeah. and we, we have to give them room for that to flourish and for us to recognize like what they're able to do. So on that note, though, I, I've been reading a lot of crazy theories. Do you have a crazy theory that, that you particularly like explaining things? Like I read a lot of ones about outside. People think they're on a spaceship. She specifically says in this episode that they're underground. Yeah, We were talking about that before. My favorite theory is the spaceship theory for sure, because those people are like are so wrong, but they get more right than anyone else gets. <laughs> and I, it takes like... It takes reading all three books to realize that the spaceship theory has the most going for it, I think. It doesn't mean they're on a spaceship. It just means that the way they're thinking about things is more aligned with the purpose of the silo than pe most people realize. It's funny because I've read a couple of theories that are so wild and I'm just like, wow, I would totally read that book. <laughs> Totally. That's what fans I've stayed away with... from all of that stuff entirely. People come up with some really good stuff. But yeah, so it's so... fan fiction now, Crystal. <laughs> yeah, so they they so they reveal that janitorial is actually Sims's closet. I I had thought it was going to be something else, something to do with a later book. Kelly had that. What did you think? I thought, Kelly? I thought he was going to be People... keeping his pest collection in there. <laughs> I did not um, think it was the... Oh, yeah. You thought it was people outside the silo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then other people had thought... I, I thought it was Bernard. But yeah, it turns out to be Sims. He's Sims. got Captain Obvious in there with him, giving him a play-by-play -play of what he's a, actually looking Bernard's at. Bernard's a good screen. guy. Well, Bernard's the mayor. He's a good guy. I don't know why you think it was Bernard. Oh, that actually reminds me. I think that's going to come back because, Kelly, we've been talking about how we sus you, you suspect that judicial power is all fake. And Jules confirms... Or she kind of gets confirmation from Meadows that her power is fake. And yet Bernard had just in their meeting tried to make like Judicial does have all this power. So she's I think she's well, gonna put those two side by side and be like, something doesn't add up here. <laughs> right. But Meadows isn't all of judicial. Like Sims is judicial and he's got eyes everywhere and he's going around throwing people off the rail. So you know, I I, I don't know that um, Bernard knows that Meadows is as useless as she pretends to be like, can, just because Meadows just, isn't, doesn't have power doesn't mean judicial doesn't have power. Can I just say that Sims, for being in charge of janitorial, is very rude to the actual janitors, throwing people off of the, the walkways. <laughs> They're the people that are going to have to clean it up. Ew. <laughs> yeah. All right. But one thing that um, he does reveal is that they don't have full, we had thought that they're watching everything. They can see everything, but they obviously don't have full coverage of the silo because they're talking about how they have blind spots and they, they have to repurpose cameras and move their tech around, I guess, to more like prioritized sections. So I thought that was an interesting little look into uh, what they're doing because they lost Jules going into medical. I guess they thought she was going to long term, but she actually went to the nursery because her dad was gonna go get Gloria which is a good misdirect on their part even though I don't think I don't think they knew that they were doing that but that was a good move on their part so then Jules goes back and then she puts all the pieces together about I, I think it had had to do with people telling her all along the way throughout the day that people are listening and then she realizes that people are not just listening they're watching her too right um and then it goes back to the flowers <laughs> last week Kelly had said I hope this is the end of the flowers I don't want to hear about it anymore <laughs> And then there's so a whole mad. episode about the flowers. <laughs> 
But yeah, so she, and then she, she finds the hard drive, finally. <laughs> but she was, I was so concerned about it because they clearly had audio. And she was being so noisy taking that grate off. I was like, oh my God, they, they're going to know what you're finding or what you're doing. But yeah, and then they come bursting in. and Or just before that, Gloria had asked her, why did your mother kill herself? And so I wanted to talk about that. Do you have an, because uh, we've been talking throughout the show about, the fate of Hannah Nichols. And I think we're going to get the answer next week because the episode is called Hannah and that's Juliet's mom's name. So I had been going back and forth myself on whether she killed herself or whether Judicial killed her and if she got punished because of the magnifying device she made. But just the way that Gloria asked it, now I kind of think that she did kill herself and maybe it was because something happened to maybe her son. Maybe they did something to her son and that drove her to not that he died of natural causes, but maybe that maybe something she did and what happened to him was a punishment and she couldn't handle that. So that's where I'm at now, which is very good. You won't have to wait long to find out. Next next yeah. episode's a really good one. You're going to. Okay. But yeah, so they burst into the room and they're like, where is she? And I, I think it's just clever editing. <laughs> and, and she got out of there. Yeah. Every, but, I think I, I almost wish we didn't edit it that closely because it's a standard Hollywood trick where it's like. Yeah. You yeah. think this is happening at the same time, but then when they get there, like she left five minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. But I've had more emails and messages like, "Where is she hiding in that room?" And I'm like, "Haven't she's, y'all seen Silence of the, the Lambs?" Like, yeah, <laughs> she's this under is the like, bed. She's got really good arm strength, so she's like holding on under yeah. the bed. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> or she's on the ceiling. Yeah, it's it's a common she's Hollywood Spider-Man. thing where you think something simultaneous, but it's not. I love the yeah, ending so, of this episode. Like her finally getting a hold of that hard drive is just like you know, it's it's almost like she's reached the end of her search for for George in that in that moment. And it just so happens that she knows the guy in IT. <laughs> it does. Yep. I'm so sorry I rejected your kiss, but hey, could you help me with this hard drive? <laughs> That's exactly yeah, the kind this of thing she would do too. It's just. <laughs> Uh, the other really touching scene for me in this episode is the one between her and her dad. Just, I thought Ian just killed it in all the scenes with Juliet. Like the shock of her waiting there when he came home from work and him saying like, that star looks, he's like, my daughter, the sheriff. Like there's so much yeah, pride in his yeah, voice. Yeah, he was so proud of her. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. I like that. She ran away to the lowest level and now she works at the top level. And for him, status should be a big deal, but it is in his mind. And you can hear it in his voice there. Oh, but that actually reminds me of um, something that, because they had a heated exchange before they parted ways. And he's, he's, I think he says, I know you think I betrayed your mom. And she cuts him off. So I think, yeah, that's probably going to be something next week too. But I think that's what led me to think that maybe something happened to the son. That was her fault. And I think maybe he had a part in it. Like maybe he like told judicial that she was making a magnifying device or something maybe he said it by accident or something and it it somehow got her in trouble and i don't know we'll see next week how many days is that find out soon five days six days (laughs) there's three episodes left right yeah yeah just three episodes left well do you guys have any questions for me and then i'll get out of your hair and you guys can discuss oh um yeah actually let's do our quiz real quick it's just five okay. questions. Actually, five questions and a bonus. Okay, so uh, to give our listeners some background, we named our Ender's Game podcast quiz for a guest pop quiz fart eater because that's what the main character Ender Wigan is called by his brother. And so in honor of Jules's brother, Jacob, we're going to do a silo version called pop quiz jerk face. 
The rules are simple. We're going to ask five quiz questions of increasing difficulty, awarding points at our discretion. And if Hugh can get at least three points, then he's officially not a jerk face. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm pretty much a jerk face. So I'm not <laughs> <do> <laughs> okay, so first question What is the area called where cleaners are held while waiting to go outside? Oh, holding number and I'm three. Not, I'm, oh, yes, very good. <laughs> and and I was I put that question in because I th and I made that the easy one because I know you posted a behind the scenes picture with Rebecca and it was in that area, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought he's got to know that one. That's the only one I'm going to get. <laughs> no, no, I have faith in you. All right, what is the name of the sheriff's secretary? Like her actual name or what her job? Yeah, her name. Oh my gosh, I'm so bad with names. Um, no idea. It's Sandy. Sandy, of course. I've seen her called Sandy. all kinds of names, like all S names usually, but I've seen her called Simone and other, yeah, other things. But yeah, her name is Sandy. All right. Question three. How many times has Paul Billings won the packed competition? Four times. Oh, you got that. That was fast, too. Good job. All right. You're at two points. One more. <laughs> All right. When Cooper becomes Jules' shadow, Mechanical throws him a party. What does it say on his cake? Oh, my gosh. It's something like, <laughs> good luck. Because it's such a bad... Uh, they know he's in trouble. Uh, is it good luck? You're going to need no, it or something like that? it's... It's you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. Yeah. Good one. Alrighty. You're still at two points. Last okay. one. Question five. How did young Jules misspell mechanical in her forged note to Walker? Oh, um, she used a K. Is that right? No. She forgot the H. Uh, she forgot the H. Yeah. yeah. So face. we have a bonus question. <laughs> we have a bonus question, so one one more chance. Uh, how many hush puppies does Hank eat on his way up the silo? Uh, there was six in there, five? No, it was 11. Oh, there was there were, five, dozen. he ate four. No, oh, there, 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 was, there was a dozen, and he ate 11. Oh my all gosh, he's a big guy. He is a big guy. I love him. He's awesome. Yeah. I hope we'll see him again. We get... But yeah, we'll, we'll get more of him. Sorry, but that means you're a jerk face. <laughs> I already knew that. I already knew that. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Were you a fart eater I, last well, time? I don't I think, think so. Everyone I was. Probably, it was no, really I think I, I think I did well on that quiz. No, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think I think you passed <laughs> the Ender's Game one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one one one, one more quick question. Without spoiling us on what it is, has your cameo come up yet? It has not. Come no up one's yet. found it. Okay. 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 Still looking. <laughs> Still looking yeah. for you. Well, thanks for joining us, Hugh, for our episode seven breakdown. Um, you can come back anytime and discuss the episodes with us if you want. <laughs> but it was fun having you, and thanks for putting up with our quiz and everything. So, <laughs> thanks so much. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for all your uh, amazing content. I've been enjoying the podcast. So keep it up. Cheers. Oh, God. Have you been listening? <laughs> yeah. Love your podcast. Oh, no. That's great. That's terrifying. All right. We'll see you next time. Peace. All right. Okay.
Thank you for joining us for another episode of Wires from the Deep. Be sure to follow or subscribe to us and tell other Silo fans that they can find us at wiresfromthedeep.com. If you're enjoying our discussions, please leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice. You can join the Down Deep Discord by going to downdeep.net and following the invite link to join discussions with other fans or join our Friday night watch party. If you want to contact me and Kelly, you can leave a comment on Podbean or on one of our YouTube videos, or you can email us at crystal at thedowndeep.net. Tune in next week as we break down Episode 8, Hannah. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs>